Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. Thanks for joining us today. We're looking forward to that. With me is my friend Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. How you doing, brother? Good morning, Doug. I'm doing well, thank you. Well, praise the Lord, folks. As we go ahead and screen through 2023 and and we get over here and we've been looking at the book of Proverbs, there's different things that have come to mind and 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 there's one word today that comes to our mind as we move on and we look at these things and that one word is vision. And uh, I love that word vision in, in relationship to God. And we're probably going to talk about this a few minutes. But uh, the first verse that came to my mind was the first verse that came to Kevin's mind when we started talking to this. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God has thoughts for us. He, has, he reveals things to us. We trust in him. Uh, we, we go out there. We, we, we trust where there is no vision. This verse we're going to go in here in a second. Uh, the people perish. But think about vision, the need for vision. Beloved over here in 1 John 4, 1, Kevin, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because there are false prophets who have gone out into this world. So I want to say this to you. You say, well, Doug, you're confusing me. We're looking for the vision of God. We're looking for the thoughts he has toward us, but we have to try these spirits. There are so many out there. You know, I had a friend of mine, a great guy, Kevin, a guy that was balanced, a guy that went to Bible college with me, a guy that went to seminary with me, uh, a, a guy that was in overseas military churches, a guy who was straight down the road, a guy who was ordained, and he got hooked up on this nut who's got all these different ideas, and and uh, he's, he's actually got a facet of, of our faith named after him, you know, and people are following. He's still alive today. He's a knucklehead. But what happened is people's vision, they didn't try the spirits, they didn't try the spirit. So when you hear that word vision, so we want to tell you folks, and I know I read 1 John 4, 1 to you, and we, we need to make sure that when we're seeking a vision from God, when we want him to reveal something to us, uh, we, we got to understand there's lots of false prophets out there. There's lots of false preachers out there. There's lots of false people out there, and, and they've got a lot to say. But when we're tuned into God on that vision, brother, when we're tuned in, Kevin, what are you thinking? Yeah to the law and to the prophets, if they speak not according to this, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it says if they speak not according to this word, there's no light in them. So yeah, it, it does take discernment. You're so right. Um, there's, there's a bad vision. There's a false vision. And the Bible talks about um, if someone says that God has shown them something yet it, it the the net result is that it turns you away from God that that's evil that's, that shows that it's not of God so um, but yeah on the on the positive side the reality is we need to have a vision there's there's uh, if there's no vision the people perish so it's it's absolutely non-optional it's essential that we have from God a his viewpoint on what he wants for our future. Not that we know what the steps are, but what, 
what does my life what is what is my life supposed to look like what can it look like what does the evidence of what god has already done in my life if i can continue on this track of growth what can this look like and boy sometimes god just gives us a vision for how wonderful you know it may it may be that that we suffer physical loss, that we, there may be a sickness in there. There may be a loss of a loved one. There may be a loss of a job. There may be a loss of finances, but the vision of that, that God is going to number one, be with you with peace and joy and contentment. Number two, that God is going to use you so that you're going to have a sense of fulfillment. And I love the scripture that says in Hebrews eleven thirteen, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them, afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And I, it's one of the first messages I ever preached uh, on catching a vision. You know what? There's just, there's something when God opens kind of the windows of heaven and lets you catch a glimpse of glory, whether it happens in a church service, whether it happens through just some, some other thing. But um, I, I remember when I was, as a kid, we used to walk over, the Appalachian Mountains, where I lived at the foothill of the Blue Mountain near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And we would go over that that one, that first of the Blue Mountains going east uh, across the Pennsylvania farmland, and you get into those hills. And so the Blue Mountain was quite a hike up, and I was always too dumb to carry a canteen. I mean, I was a kid. I was a little kid. I didn't carry food, didn't carry a canteen. I don't need one. Well, by the time we would go up, over, and down the other side, go visit some people in the next town over, and then come back up, over. By the time we were coming up the side of that mountain the second time, the, the backside headed home, um, I was wore out. I hurt. I was dehydrated. It was a miserable day. It was later in the day. By that time, it was hot. It was a summer. And I when I got to the top, I can just remember how often I would look down from the mountaintop and see afar off my, the area of my home. I couldn't see my home. It was, you know, just lost in the subdivision and it was lost among the trees, but I, I could see the lay of the land afar off. And I said, my destination is there ahead. And that, bro, that put a shot, uh, you know, a shot in the arm. I, I think that we as Christians need a shot in the arm where we're just, if we're going through the battle and there's just no hope and there's just bullets flying everywhere and there's casualties being taken and we're bleeding out just to say, Lord, again, show me a vision. I don't want to perish. I don't want to die. And uh, you know, I don't want to die unnecessarily. I want to die. I don't want to die in place. Let me, let me finish my job. And so in order to finish it, I need to have my eyes opened. I need to be like the servant of Elisha who said, oh, alas, master, um, you know, we're surrounded. And Elisha said, no, 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 there's more that are with us than with them. And the Lord opened the eyes of his servant and uh, of Elisha's servant. And he saw uh, chariots and, and horsemen in the mountains surrounding him. And so there was a great victory won because simply because the eyes of the servant were open. And let me just tell you, God's our Elisha in that case. And we sometimes are in the middle of, of, of being surrounded and we have to say, Lord, just open my eyes again. And God, God does that. We need it. It's, it's essential. 
Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's know who your God is. Have that vision. That that vision comes in knowing who God is and knowing that destination. And you know, they said in in, in Mark four forty one, and they feared exceedingly. A, a sermon that I preached many times, and they feared exceedingly and said one to another, "What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him?" And it's knowing who God is will bring you to that vision, the right vision. Again, you know, those evil, those wicked, those wrong, those those people who are from other places, uh, you know, those false prophets, those false teachers, those false preachers. And, and folks, you can kind of tell them, especially, you know, those of us who've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, there's something amiss in our hearts. There's something amiss when we think about these things. There's something that we kind of feel like we're gutted a little bit. And, uh, and, and boy, when you got that feeling, when you see that, uh, you got to get away. You know, when, mm. when, when you got somebody standing up in front of you telling you all the preachers in the world are wrong except him, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. And uh, you need to stop. We're not worried about the guy down the road. We're worried about the people at our stop in the road. We're, we're getting folks right in, in our church, in our family, in our lives, in our minds, and our relationship with God. So vision is a big thing. I, I remember in the military, we used to do an annual vision, and it would turn into goals. And, and But we would have a vision. Where does, where does our unit, company, battalion, brigade, division, wherever you're at in the whole scheme of things. By the time I came out, I worked at division headquarters. Where does this division want to be at the end of the year? Of course, things in the army that come to mind were preparedness. I want to be prepared like we've never been prepared before to do our job. Well, folks, can I tell you something? Number one on your list of vision, number one on your list of things you need to do needs to be preparedness. In other words, you, you need to be studying that Bible. You need to be reading that Bible. What you plug into is where you get your energy from, and you need to be plugging into God. You need to be praying to God. You need to change those things. There needs to be a level of preparedness. And and, 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 and so preparedness is not only in training, it's in ensuring that your physical surroundings are right, that you're eating properly, living properly, exercising properly. If uh, As we were talking in yesterday's uh, broadcast, if if you get to the point where they have to stick a sword in so many layers to get to you, it might be time to slow down. You're eating a little bit. It might be time <laughs> to focus. Yeah, I told you the military thing. <laughs> you know, a civilian will say, do I look fat? And they'll say, oh, no, honey, you look just great. You're fine. Military person will say, I got five fat friends and you're four of them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So if you've got a friend that'll say, I've got five fat friends and you're four of them, get that right. Take care of those physical things. That's preparedness. So number one, think about preparing. What do I need to do if God were to come tomorrow? I love the story about St. Francis and uh, or Francis of Assisi, and they call him St. Francis of Assisi, but anybody's a saint who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. But remember, Francis of Assisi was out plowing and going crazy, and someone went to him and said, Francis, you've been preaching to us that Jesus could come at any moment. Well, if he's coming, why are you out here plowing? He said, well, I better plow faster because I want him to find things right. And so part of preparedness, we're going to go on that as we continue on here. I'm going to come back and go to the second part of preparedness. So hang with us. We'll be right back.
So as we talked about preparedness, we, we mentioned first the physical things, you know, making sure the physical things around us, making sure that we're getting physicals medically, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves physically, making sure we're doing those right things, making sure we're forsaking the Twinkies for a lettuce stalk. I don't know, you know, maybe having a salad instead of a double beef whopper. But then the, there's another part. There's more to it than just taking, and, and I know that's a big deal. I know many of you go out of your way to do physically the right things. And, but then you come to this point when you're talking about preparedness, I, I think it goes beyond that. Preparedness means all the people around you know which, that you can be trusted, that you're going to do your job, that you know everything about what God has for you to do. And you know that you got to do that, whether that be the best church member there ever was and the best mom, the best dad, the best daughter, son, whatever the case may be, people around you should know that they trust you. So part of that preparedness is doing the right things all the time, making sure that people know that, hey, I can trust Doug. He's not one of these guys who's going to blow up, go crazy, utter all his thoughts. He's a guy who's going to listen to me, be patient. Um, hopefully, I would offer godly advice. Those are the things we're talking about. Out there and preparedness takes to another element where where uh you know again we talked about living the right kind of life making sure that you're you take care of the home that you live in that you're clean that uh, the place that you live is clean that the people you take care of are taken care of and we can go on and on and the reason we're talking about all this is that wonderful verse over there and in, in the book of proverbs the 29th proverb in verse number 18 it says where there is no vision the people perish but he that keepeth the law happy is he and you say well brother doug what's this all about why have you been talking so much about vision because where there is no vision where there's no preparedness where we're not going out of our way to do what God has us to do where we're not going out of our way to learn more and more about God when we're not going out of our way to put on the armor of God to stop the wiles of the devil when we're not going out of our way to educate ourselves to grow and, and folks I hate to say this but if we're in the same spot spiritually that we were a year ago today we're backsliding God wants us to be prepared. He wants us to take it to the next level because where there is no vision, people are going to perish. So we need to be ready for that job that God has for us. We need to be raising those kids right. We need to be uh, being a good spouse. We need to be being a good kid. We need to be being a good parent. Whatever it is that God has for us, do a good job at it. And because if you do, uh, you know, people can live. You can share God's word and, and God's word is life. And his, his light cuts through darkness and it changes people and it changes families and it, and it does those things. And, and Kevin, I'm reminded of this missionary just prior to World War II was in Poland. And as they came in, he was a missionary to the Jews. And it was a guy named Max Culprit, was a former Jew and was a completed Jew. And as they came to take the Jewish people out of Warsaw, they told him, you don't have to go. You're, you're a Christian. You don't have to go. You can stay. And he said, no, those are my people. They're my charge. And he went with him and he was thrown in a concentration camp and a work camp and he was brutalized and abused for uh, marking himself to be like a Jew. And honestly, Christians are really completed Jews if we believe that our Savior is a Jew. And, uh, and, and, and every day they would call someone to the front of this group and they would put one bullet in this revolver and they would spin it around and it play Russian roulette and pull the trigger. And thankfully, most times it wouldn't go off uh, every once in a while, whether it be every other day or 10 days or whatever. Uh, God only knows how the timing works. Someone would get killed. 
And they would just mm-hmm. remind those thousands of people in the concentration camp, we have the guns, we have the power, you don't. And one day, uh, Max was dealing with a guy. He was working with a guy. He was giving everything he had with a guy. And, uh, and this man just couldn't understand that Christ had taken his place and had died for him. And that particular day, as Max prayed in formation, and for some reason, they never called Max's name. And, and there were thousands of people in that particular day. They called the guy's name that he had been working with. And, and Max raised his hand to the Nazis and said, can I take his place? can I go up there and you can go ahead and run that revolver around in a circle and shoot me? And sure enough, he went up there that day and they let him take the guy's place. And when he did, they shot him in the head, just blew his head to pieces and he died. They had to bury him. And that man said, I get it. I know what it means Mm. to take someone's place. Folks, can I tell you where there is no vision, the people perish. You know what Max's vision was? the people God had called on him to reach with the gospel of Christ. It didn't matter what his circumstances were. Certainly here was a guy hurting with PTSD, life upside down, things ruined. No, he just said, I'll take his place. You know what I mean, Kevin? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a reason for vision, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was going through a really hard time in life and just what you're saying about Jesus took our place. It was It was a uh, God gave me a a vision in my heart of the Savior crucified for me. I mean, I can just still picture and I don't remember the circumstances. You know how God works. It was a bunch of things leading into the into this funnel and the funnel culminated in Jesus you know, just kind of catching a vision of far off that the savior really did die. This is, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, whom having not seen, I loved, but sometimes it's good when he writes it on our heart by his spirit. And, you know, the Holy spirit takes the things it says, he shall take the things of, excuse me, of the father and show them unto you. Hmm. So he steps down what God sees and shows it to us. We don't see what God sees. We never see what God sees, but we can catch a glimpse of far off. And we're not talking folks about being, um, about God giving a vision of an angel at the foot of the bed or, you know, pennies appearing on the ground dropped by your loved one. And I mean, there's just no, <clears throat> none of that spooky stuff is, is what we're talking about. We're talking about where God, again, it's his Holy spirit united with our spirit communicating it's going to be okay. And he uses thoughts of Calvary. I can think of another time where God showed me a vision uh, in my heart of, of my brother lost and going to hell. And anyway, God, God used that to break my heart. And then I, I was able to, to share Christ. And I'm, so, I'm very thankful for the results of that. But the idea is that, um, you know, whether it's the coming of Jesus, which is what you were talking about, sometimes God's got to write on our heart. God's got to transmit across the, the, the airways of heaven in a, on a channel that we're tuned into that, that it's going to be okay. And, uh, well, we need that vision afar off. And, and I also wanted to say that, um, you are talking about, you know, the military kind of vision night where he showed where the military said, said for, the, for the division, we want to have preparedness and we want, want to accomplish this much by the end of the year. There's times where it's really good to take a step back and God needs to show us 
the big picture of our of what's going on in our lives and what i'm talking about you you even talked about things like weight loss you talked about cleaning up the house <laughs> all of those practical things you know clutter what one survey of pastors wives biggest cause on this survey the biggest cause of depression amongst pastors wives was clutter it wasn't the ministry it wasn't the pressure of the fishbowl it was it was the clutter and and you know and all houses have clutter so i i just want to say we are in the midst of our clutter and if god doesn't give us a view from heaven that we don't have to you know we don't have to we don't have to make ourselves perfect uh, we just need to jump in where we're at don't try to catch up jump in where we're at and go you know go clean your sink Go wipe, you know, wipe out, wipe the door of your refrigerator. Let God give you a vision of one accomplishable task and accomplish it. And sometimes that little vision of accomplishment and seeing that just fixes everything. And, and then yeah. you go on from there. Yeah. And, and it's this whole idea, folks, that leadership is personal as well as corporate. You know, when I think of that word vision, I, I always, to me, it's a leadership word uh, to me. And, and, you know, you have a responsibility to be in charge of your own body, your own self, your own home, your own car. I remember uh, years ago, if you want to see what not taking care of a car will do, go into a motor pool and look at the cars that my folks were in charge of and that I was in charge of. And then the guy down the hall who had to borrow my stuff because his was always broken down. Say, well, what, what was the difference? Well, I went out there and did what the Army said to do. I mean, there were oil changes. There were tune-ups. There were maintenance records. There were tire rotations. There were brake checks. There were everything to make sure that when I was rolling down that road, I was going to roll okay. And it's kind of the same way with our personal vehicles. It's kind of the same way with our personal lives. And boy, if we're not careful, we can put things into a wreck situation. And I'll tell you, and, and you know, having a lot of times on your hand, a lot of time on your hands is an enemy when you sit around and rethink things and regurgitate things. And busy hands are happy hands. A busy mind is a happy mind. And uh, I'll tell you, don't, you know, uh, it's a cinch by the inch. It's hard by the yard. So vision includes taking care of things. Vision includes having everything prepared. Vision includes having everything ready. Vision includes knowing what your job is. Vision includes knowing that the people who work with you on either side in front or behind you or wherever they can be can trust you. Uh, vision includes knowing that your spouse can trust you, knowing that your kids can rely on you. Vision includes doing whatever it takes to accomplish the mission God has given you. Folks, I know this is a lot, and man, it's a mouthful, but listen, I believe, I believe God, I believe every word where there is no vision, the people perish and get a vision, follow God, be doing what God has for you and trust it. We sure do love you folks. If we can do anything to help you, make sure you look for us at Help the Wounded Spirits Facebook page, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Please listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say. Know for sure that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner. 
for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.